Well, I used to draw, but I got I got away from it because it wasn't like the cool thing to do when I was growing up, especially in my type of environment. You what know, was like the cool thing to do? <laughs> play sports, oh, like okay. stand on the corner, <laughs> me uh, drawing and you know doing things like that. It's like, oh, you're weird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Local Color, a show about the local color that makes Baltimore great. I'm Jason V, and today's guest is painter Jarrell Gibbs. Jarrell spent most of his childhood moving around West Baltimore. Hilton, Chadwick, um, Park Heights, of course. (laughs) Who hasn't been? Woodlawn, like anywhere in West Baltimore, like you can think of, I've been. Growing up, Jarrell did all the things a lot of children do, like playing on the playground we sat across when I interviewed him at Wyman Park. We played, you know, we went on trips, Disney World, all of that good stuff, you know, we did. Unfortunately, like a lot of children, Jarrell had to deal with a traumatic experience at an early age. One night he was on his way to pick up my aunt from work, and um, actually I was supposed to go with him, but my mother for some reason like some she had this feeling like you know you're not gonna go with him tonight because me and my father we always we had a connection like we will always do everything together and um you know that that one particular night she decided that I wouldn't go and you know he never came back it's still like a cold case to this day he was murdered um Jarrell's father had a foot in two worlds in one he was a devoted father and husband but in the other earned a living by selling drugs Jarrell was seven when his father was murdered, but Jarrell believes... The, the seven years that I had with my father, you know, he, he showed me quickly how to be a man. And um, my mother's determination and drive, um, you know, those things are instilled in me, and it's made me who I am today. And for many young black men, growing up is tough. Being different is grounds for being singled out and in some cases bullied. Jarrell displayed an early talent for art, but that wasn't the thing to do where he was from. I was always interested in art. I used to draw and sketch when I was younger. You know, a lot of the things that I seen on TV, a lot of the cartoon characters and stuff. I got away from it because it wasn't like the cool thing to do when I was growing up, especially in my type of environment. You know, like (laughs) play sports, like stand on the corner. (laughs) talk about girls you know like me uh, drawing and you know doing things like that it's like oh you're weird like what are you doing feeling both ostracized and seeking approval from his peers Jarrell put down his pencil for quite some time but like most of us a gentle push from someone we love allowed him to get back into art working in a new medium two years ago my wife and my daughter got me an easel as a father's day gift you know they had the paintbrush and the paint ready for me and I started painting so that was like my first dive into like really getting serious with it. Jarrell's artwork focuses on his life experiences and the social issues that blacks across the nation face. Many minorities have firsthand knowledge of luxuries and rights denied to them, some rights once said to be inalienable. However, minorities can also agree there's a certain exuberance to being colored. The total like black experience isn't that or the total experience of a person uh, a person of color isn't all negative you know what i'm saying like we have families you know what i'm saying like we have things that make us happy we have great experiences and it's not beneficial to just focus on the negative of that you know like a notable feature of jarell's artwork is the subjects many of which are classic peanuts characters 
It was Jarrell's favorite cartoon growing up, but there's more to it than a tribute to the late Charles Schultz. Last year around August, you know, that's when I started to incorporate um, the Peanut characters into my pieces. At first, it was just for fun. You know, I just did it for fun. It just felt good. And then it fe I felt like I got something off my shoulders once I, once I completed the first one. And then it went from me just using the characters and putting a message behind it to me focusing on using Franklin. Fans of classic Peanuts will know Franklin Armstrong. He was the strip's first black character. Schultz introduced Franklin in response to the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and the plea of Harriet Glickman, a school teacher in Los Angeles desperate to connect with her black students and make them feel welcome. As we continued our conversation about Jarrell's artwork and influence, I asked him one very important question. Where can we look at his work? At the time of the interview, his pieces were just taken off the walls at the Reginald F. Lewis Museum, but he's confident he'll have more up soon. Other pieces are on display at the Howard Gallery of Art in the nation's capital. And in the past two years, he's had his work shown at City of Gods in West Baltimore and Dovecote Cafe in Reservoir Hill. During our conversation, Jarrell revealed that he's dedicating himself to his art full time, which means his pieces have to sell if he wants to eat. Creative people who want their craft to pay the bills are stuck in this never-ending cycle. You need money to fund your craft, but to get that money, you have to build buzz and build a support base. Luckily for Jarrell, two events occurred in 2016 that solidified him as an artist to watch. He said, you won one of the best of Baltimore City Awards. I'm not going to tell you which one, but, you know, here's the information. This is where the party will be, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the criteria was. I don't know how I even got on the ballot or whatever. It just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in addition to receiving accolades from City Paper, Jarrell also participated in the Contemporary's inaugural artist retreat. So it was like 50 artists from Baltimore, and they had curators and like gallery owners, um, collectors, like a lot of different people. Um, total, it was like 120 people at the, uh, the retreat. It was an amazing experience, man. Like four days of just learning, networking, bonding, like all of that in four days at a, at a beautiful um, location. We had a great time. An artist retreat is an opportunity for artists to get away from the doldrums of everyday life and focus on their creativity. But as Jarrell mentioned, the retreats aren't some pagan communion with nature, at least not anymore. Many of these programs are designed to help artists network and make connections with the business side of the art world and one day make that never-ending cycle of create, get paid, eat, repeat a much easier process to manage. As our conversation came to a close, I asked Jarrell what his future plans were. It should be no surprise that painting and holding exhibitions were at the top of his list. He's also got some other stuff cooking. The project that I'm working on, um, working to create an arts incubator in West Baltimore. Is that, um, it's like Innovation Village or something? No, it's not Innovation Village. I'm kind of like solo on this, like, oh, okay. because I have experience with running a gallery. Um, previously, I was a former owner um, of a gallery, so... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... I have that experience, so I initially want to start off with that, with a gallery space. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be very selective in, like, terms of the artists that I, I choose because I want to focus on artists that are, are very serious and really want to take what they're doing to the next level and not afraid of saying, you know, they really want to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm looking for. You know, emerging, professional, it, it don't matter, whoever you are, but as long as you're serious about what you want to do. So, yeah, I'm working on that project, the Arts Incubator. Um, 
I am working on some grants and stuff, trying to get some grants lined up for next year. Um, pretty much a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now is in preparation for next year. So I'm like just doing a lot of research, starting some new pieces. Um, I got a new uh, collection that I'm working on. I have another uh, exhibition that'll be taking place in November, like a week before Thanksgiving. So just preparing a lot for you know the future. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Jarrell and his art, social media, all my social media tags are Jarrell Gibbs. That's J E R R E L L G I B B S. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, email is info, I N F O dot Jarrell Gibbs at gmail.com. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, well, I mean, you can even hit me up on social media and, you know, like, I don't, I try to make it very simple, you know. I don't like to. Make stuff difficult. Make it complicated. Yeah, yeah, try yeah. To be yeah, I try as much as I can. Like I can't guarantee it all the time, but I try as much as I can. Yeah. Today's episode of Local Color was written, produced, narrated, edited, and published by me, Jason V. Follow Local Color on Instagram at Local Color Podcast. You can also like Local Color on Facebook. Head to Local Color's new website, localcolorpodcast.com, where you can listen to the entire back catalog. Also, please subscribe to Local Color on iTunes to get those push notifications when new episodes drop. While you're there, leave a review and a rating. Anything less than five stars means you are lying to yourself. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason V, and I'll be back with more Local Color. Can you tell me about the time that you had to chase down a guy oh, that man. stole your laptop? <laughs> yeah, so it was early in the morning, and I'm on my way to work, so I dropped my daughter off. Where um, do you work at? I work with a guy. Um, he has mental disabilities. Yeah. Uh, he's 28 and mentally he has like the mental capacity of a four-year-old so i specifically work with him and we go out in the community and do different activities on a daily day-to-day basis you know keep him active and out um but yeah that's what i do um i've been doing that for six years did you go to school for that nah i just um my mother had a close friend and he's like a support broker for that type of uh um he does like support broken work for that type of industry and uh he recommended me for a job and i got it so yeah six six years later but yeah yeah but october 14th um next month i'll be officially finished and um just be doing my art full time oh wow (laughs) yeah but back to the original um the original topic (laughs) so yeah i dropped my daughter off and i'm on my i'm leaving out of the building the, the building and I see a guy like across the street and he kind of like looking, he keeps like looking back at me and he was, he was walking at first and then he seen me, he started to like pick up speed. So I'm like, what is this? What is he doing? And then he has some stuff in his hand. I'm like, I don't know what the hell he doing. So I keep walking and then he's still looking back at me. So he starts to run and I'm like, what is he running for? So I immediately start running as I'm running. I'm like, Oh shit. I didn't even lock my car. Like, Maybe he got some of the stuff out of my car. So now I'm chasing him, and I don't even know if he has my stuff or not, but I just decided to chase him. I don't know. My instinct just kicked in. So I'm running after him, and the closer I get, I start to see my laptop in his hand, and he has my book bag. 
<laughs> with whole time he don't even know. First of all, my laptop is a piece of crap. <laughs> I've had it for like ages, and it doesn't work without a charger. He left the charger in the car. My book bag is full of books. I'm quite sure he's not about to read. You know, so like even if he was to get all of this stuff, he would have been totally pissed. So I'm running after him. We're running through the woods, and as I'm thinking, I'm like, man, like. If this if this like a setup or anything, I ain't even ready prepared for like what could go down. But I'm still chasing him. Like, nah, I need my stuff. So I'm running, 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 catching up on, catching up to him, and he goes like down the hill. And it's early in the morning, so I had on like some regular shoes or whatever. I ended up slipping down the hill. He got he got away on me a little bit, and um, you know, by the time I got around the corner into the to the other apartment complex where he ran into, he was like running down another side of steps. So by that time, he had already got away, but he had, like, dropped my stuff off because I was kind of, like, gaining on him. Ended up getting my stuff back, to make a long story short. But it was it was a crazy experience. It was a great way to get my day started. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was jacked up for the rest of the day. I got my workout in and all that. So <laughs> it, was, it was freaking crazy, though. But the moral to the story, make sure you lock your doors.